Welcome to the Aging Aim for Sissies podcast. My name is Marcy Backus, and I am your host. On today's episode, we are going to talk about Medicare. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Nita Wenrick. She is the Medicare diva and knows all things Medicare. So stay tuned. I want to introduce you to Nita Wenrick, the Medicare diva. This is someone who I know very well um, personally and also helped um, when Craig was going to get Medicare and walk us through the process. And she has great information and we've got some great questions for her today. So welcome, Nita. Hello. Thanks to be here. <laughs> Um, we're glad to have you and we're excited. Medicare is kind of a confusing issue for a lot of people. And especially when you have to deal with the government, <laughs> nothing is easy and nothing is fast. So let's get right into it. Um, my first question for you today would be what exactly is Medicare? So Medicare is a federal program that was begun in 1965 by Lyndon Johnson uh, to help seniors um, to get good medical care. And so it's been changing ever since then. Every year it changed a little bit. Basically, it's for people 65 and older. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, it is a federal program and we pay into that. You know, you look on your pay stub for all those years and you see that you're paying a little bit into Medicare every time, you know, you get a paycheck. So that's where the a lot of the funding comes from, from those Medicare fees that we pay. Yeah, and I noticed even when I worked for the city of Irvine and I was paying into CalPERS and, and a different um, Social Security type funding, they still were taking out for Medicare so that no matter where you're working, that is something I noticed that they were still taking out. Yeah. Who's, who, who is eligible for Medicare? Who are the people that can, can reap the benefits? So basically, it's for um, people that are 65 and older that have paid into Social Security uh, for at least 40 quarters, which is about 10 years. Um, there, You can buy into Medicare. Uh, it's very expensive, and I don't recommend it. But for the most part, most Americans have paid enough, you know, that 10 quarter or 40 quarters to be able to get Medicare at age 65. However... If you, there's several ways you can get it before 65. Okay. Um, if you have um, uh, been on a disability for two years, for 24 months, then you can, are eligible for Medicare at any age. If you have um, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, um, you are eligible at any age. And if you have end-stage renal disease at any age, you're eligible for Medicare. So... Yeah. Okay. So, um, and this is kind of goes along with that because you, when you're saying working 40 quarters, um, I was kind of curious about that myself. So what I did is I went ahead and logged myself into Medicare. You can get your account at any age, right? And kind of see what's right. going on. They do send out all these things during the years, but if you want to really get into it, you can log in and get your own account through Medicare. And you can see if you've, if you've worked the 40, you know, I, I, I worked and then I had kids and then, you know, so I was kind of curious if I had met the the goal, but I, I had, um, and I noticed that there's a lot of information on their website, for yeah. um, people to kind of know where they're at and, and that type of thing. 
I've had some people that worked maybe just under that 40 quarters. So they take a job at like Walmart or something just to get another quarter or two quarters in. So they'll be eligible. See, that's smart. So keeping an eye on that and looking at that. And I think a lot of people that ended up, you know, staying home with their kids and things may have that question, um, especially if they didn't go back to work after their kids um, were older. So it's a great place to find that information is on the Medicare website. Um, the other here's, thing is, yeah. just let me interrupt for a second, Sure. is if you did not pay that 40 quarters, but you're married, you could file on your spouse's social security. Okay. So you can still get Medicare if you, you know, have that situation. So oh, that's, there are ways. That's, that, well, that's good to know. It's always good to know there's ways. Um, here's a, the best question. Is Medicare free? <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer is yes and no. So the way it works is there are two basic parts to Medicare. There's part A, which is hospitalization that's inpatient, and part B, which is anything outpatient, doctors, labs, x-rays, anything like that is under part B. So if you've worked that 40 quarters, um, then you get part A for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Um, as long as you are a U.S. citizen, you've been in the country at least five years, you know, that that has to be in place as well. So that's free. And then part B, you enroll in when you need it. And that's a whole different discussion. But when you need part B, you enroll in that. And there is a premium that is attached to that. This year, it's a hunt starts at one hundred and seventy dollars and ten cents, and then there. But it can go up from there depending on your income. It is income specific, so you know you could end up paying as much as five hundred and fifty dollars a month for your Part B, depending on what you're. I mean, if you're making over, I think it's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, you know, then you're going to pay more. Um, but still, even if you're paying five hundred for that, and you know, another couple hundred for the rest of your Medicare, you're still looking at you know seven eight hundred dollars a month for really good health care, and you know, you can't get that anyplace else other than Medicare. So it does all work out, but generally it's about $170 a month. It does go up every year. So we're waiting to see how much it's going to go up for 2023. I, I do like the 10 cents, $170 and 10 cents. I know they can't. And it's all that way. It's all <laughs> 58 cents. It's like, just round it up. Yeah. Round <laughs> it up or round it down, but round it somewhere because that it's like so funny yeah. to me. 10 cents. Okay. I know. I know. But anyway. <laughs> So that's yes. And then and then that gives you part or that gives you original Medicare. And from right. there, you're going to talk with an agent about do you want a Medigap plan? Do you want which you have to have a drug plan to go with? Do you want an Advantage plan with the HMO plans? Because part Medicare by itself, what we call original Medicare, um, part A and B, it covers 80 percent of your you know, medical. And so if you've got 20%, you can end up with huge bills and there's no need for that. There's ways to, to alleviate that. So yeah, I think I maybe we'll recommend. do, maybe we'll do another interview and we'll go over exactly. That seems to be some of the biggest questions, but I think it needs its own episode. Yeah, to be honest, right. um, a lot of people are, I I'm confused by part C, D, E, F, G, you know, the alphabet. And, and literally I do know from our own experiences, that gap coverage doesn't have to cost a lot, but no. we'll save you a lot. So yeah. I, I think for sure we'll do another episode directly on what each thing is and how it works, because I think Sounds people great. will have that question for sure. Um, can people sign up for Medicare anytime during the year? Just 
willy nilly? <laughs> well, the way it usually works is if you're aging into Medicare at 65 or, you know, are, um, are, um, leaving an employer plan, then you can, you have certain amount of time. And again, we'd go over that another time to be able to sign up for Medicare. So that could be any time during the year. Um, there are um, what we call special election periods. So somebody that's diagnosed with a chronic illness, they moved like you guys just recently did. Yes. Um, or they've um, uh, um, gone on or off Medicaid. So there's several different what we call special election periods. Right now in California, we've got these weird inclement weather special election periods. And there's always something strange. Inclement weather? Yeah. It's it's through FEMA. We can we can do stuff that we can't normally do this time of year. Um, But there generally it's around your birthday or leaving employer plan or during annual enrollment, which are coming up to here in October. So, but um, there are ways to figure it out and, you know, get people in. So we want to make sure that they get in when they need it and don't get any penalties. So, right. So let's say you're, I'm turning 65. I'm not by the way, but (laughs) I will be at some point. Is there like a window before my 65th birthday, I should start poking around and and getting things ready. Yes. So I like to talk to people about four or five months out from their 65th birthday or retirement, either one. Um, And for your 65th birthday, it's your birth month, three months before and three months after. You've got that window to enroll in Medicare and sign up for a plan without any penalties. Okay. So you've got a seven month window. And trust me, there are people that wait till the last day (laughs) to get it done. You know what? And people out there that are listening, do not do that and do not accrue a penalty it's it's just not necessary it's it's money that um most of us don't have or don't want to spend i'd rather spend it on a vacation than a medicare penalty yeah so it stays with you for the rest of your life so it will never go away nobody wants a penalty that stays with you for the rest of your life it's like (laughs) on your permanent record i don't (laughs) need anything on my permanent record (laughs) you know um so then so you you choose a plan am i stuck with this plan forever is this plan going to live with me for my is it going to be my penalty for the rest of my life if I don't like it no no I I mean there are during the year there can be times to change plans Um, when you first age into Medicare you've got a whole year to decide which plan you want so if you went on an advantage plan which is HMO plan and you decided you didn't like that within that year we can switch you to a supplement a Medigap plan without any penalties or underwriting or anything Um, and then uh, there's some other times during the year where you can change, but yeah, at the very least you can change once a year, which is in the annual enrollment in the fall. So you're never stuck with one plan. I have people tell me that all the time. I don't want to be stuck. Like, no, it's just you like anytime be. you insure, you choose insurance with your company. Yeah. You may have to stay with it for the year, but when open enrollment comes again yeah. or for you and a company, you can look at it and, and change. And I mean, Craig and I just recently did that. We had to choose insurance for his job, as well as we had to let go of Medicare, which we were able to do, keeping part A, letting go of part B and filling out all the forms that you gave me. And <laughs> yes. um, and then they let you know what's going to be expected of you to re-sign up. And it's very important to pay attention to that, to listen to that and keep all of your paperwork um, in order because they're going to want some information again. But we were able to go with our, our company's um, insurance 
And um, I chose a plan. I chose the cheapest plan. And I thought, we'll try that out. See if it works. If we're not happy yeah. and we happen to be happy. But um, I've, I've kept everything. So when we have to go back to Medicare again, we have all of that. Um, so then an, that basic question is, if, if I'm still working, do I have to sign up for Medicare? The basic answer is no. It depends on the company. If it's under 20 employees, then yes, you're going to have to go on to Medicare when you turn 65. But and then some larger companies want you to enroll in Medicare because they use Medicare along with their, you know, supplemental Mm -hmm. uh, insurance. But as far as the Medicare side, um, no, if you have a plan that you really like and it's not costing anything or you have dependents on that plan and you need to stay on that plan because right. of your dependents, as long as you have what we call creditable coverage, which means it's at least as good as Medicare. So say you have, well, you know, one of the big three Medicare or, um, you know, um, companies, then you're going to be good. And, and you do not have to sign up because um, there's no point in signing up and paying that part B premium if you don't need it. And uh, you will not be penalized uh, because you have creditable coverage. You, you have 63 days after you leave the employer plan to sign up um, with the Medicare to enroll in Medicare and sign up without occurring penalties. So you even have a little window there, but yeah, there's no reason to sign up for it if you, if you don't need it. And so, yeah, you can stay where you are. Okay, that's that's always good to know. Um, I the next question is is you you do this as a living. Tell us a little bit about what you do as a living, and do we have to come to someone like you, or does it cost us money to come to someone like you? How does that all work? Because you were awesome with us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm a Medicare licensed Medicare licensed insurance agent who works with Medicare. I do not work for Medicare. I work with Medicare and I'm licensed in five states, uh, not Illinois, unfortunately, but I'm licensed in California, Arizona, Nevada, Idaho. And I missed one (laughs) California. Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, and Arizona. And so what I do, which there's lots of agents that do the same thing I do. And what we will do, we we help, we walk you through the process of enrolling in Medicare, and then we help find the best plan for you in your area to fit your needs and to fit your budget. And, you know, plans in Southern California, where I am, are very different than plans in Idaho or Oregon. Um, So you can't, you know, to, please don't call an 800 number because it's just not they're, they're going to give you the basics. So find an agent and we we cannot charge you a fee. We would we are mandated to not charge you a fee. Um, we okay. are licensed insurance agents, so it will not cost you anything. It's like working with a travel agent. It won't cost you extra to work with us. But very often we can find the better plans for you because we are. Right now, we're going through all of our trainings as to what's new for 2023. So we're, you know, have all the information, how the plans are changing. And there's some really good things coming for 2023. Uh, Medicare itself not is not changing, but the plans are evolving into better and better plans every year. So please work with an agent, find someone, um, you know, if you, you don't know an agent in your area, you mm-hmm. can get a hold of me. And I, I know people all over the country that can help you. So um, yeah, I'm happy to, to refer you, but yes, please look, please find an agent. Oh, because 800 I, numbers, not good. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think, I think that I like the, um, 
the way you put it towards like a travel agent. They don't charge you anything, but they do know things. They help you um, figure things out. And I think you're definitely like that. That's you've got all the inside scoop. And why wouldn't you ask an expert when you're doing something that is such, you know, medical care is as, as we age, this is the most important thing is getting well taken care of and, and, and trying to do that through guesswork, which is basically what you're doing when you're poking around, trying to figure it out. Um, having someone like you is so helpful. And, and with that, I want to say that on um, my website, um, www.agingaidforsissiespodcast.com, there's a resource page and you'll find Nita's information on that resource page right now. And if she can't help you, I know she can find someone. I know that the states that you mentioned are, are the states where I know a lot of my friends and people are that are listening to the podcast. So um, I've got people in Arizona and Oregon and California. So, um, you know, definitely when it comes time, check with Nita, keep that number close by. I know I'll have her several more times on this podcast because her her information about us aging, aging sissies <laughs> is, is yeah, immense. And yeah. um, um, I, I know we've got some more things to come up with. So I do want to thank you for your time today, Nina, and answering all of my questions about Medicare. I certainly appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. So thank, thank you, you so much. Me. Thank you. Bye. You're welcome. For today's senior moment, we're going to talk a little bit about this landmark changes in a new drug price law that says it could save older Americans billions in costs. Congress in August passed a law designed to help millions of older Americans better afford the medicines and health care they need. From capping out-of-pocket drug spending costs for Medicare enrollees to helping many more lower-income Americans pay for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act, to allowing Medicare to use its enormous bargaining power to negotiate prices on some of the most critical medicines used by older Americans. The new law is seen by its supporters as a historic victory for Americans of all ages. And what it boils down to is the total out-of-pocket spending on drugs under Medicare Part D Advantage will be capped starting in 2025 at $2,000. And I know that still sounds like a lot, but millions millions of Americans are paying well over $2,000 a year for medicines. Most vaccines will be free for Medicare enrollees beginning in January 2024. Premiums for Medicare Part D drug insurance plans will not increase more than 6% a year through at least 2029. The income threshold to qualify for a subsidy to help pay for Part D out-of-pocket costs will be increased from 135% of the federal poverty level, which is 18347 for an individual in 2022, to 150%, $20,385 for an individual starting in 2022. This is also good to prevent long-term price increases. The Secretary of Health and Human Services will be authorized to make a one-time Part D adjustment to the premium percentage in 2030. 
They're also going to be able to use Medicare's negotiating power for drug prices, which is super important. And in this law, the other thing that it will cover is um, insulin. The bill caps the cost of Medicare-covered insulin at $35 a month, as well as eliminates out-of-pocket costs for most vaccines. As I said, they were going to be free. So this is something that just happened this August. I um, suggest you look into it and find out what it means for you. But anytime it means less costs for our seniors, I think it's very important. Um, As we all know, coming up to the age of retiring and trying to figure out our finances, um, most of us are most concerned about our health care. Health care is one of the number one reasons people keep working. So anything that can help us in that is going to be greatly appreciated. So I want to thank our guest today, Nita Wenrick. She was awesome. She gave us some good information and we know we have more questions. Speaking of questions, if you have questions you want me to ask Nita on the next time she's on, or if you have a subject you want us to cover, you can certainly email me at agingfast1, that is the number one, agingfast1 at gmail.com. And you can also check out our website. It has all of our episodes. It's at www.aging. Ain't for Sissies podcast.com. Anything I talk about, you can find Nita's information on the website. Anything I've talked about in past episodes, you can find on the resources page of my website. And you can always find the latest podcast on my website. You can also find our podcasts wherever you can get your podcasts. I'm on every platform, I do believe, except for Apple. I'm still waiting to be approved. If you hit the like and subscribe button on your podcast, you will get each week's episode as they come out on Mondays. So again, thank you for being with us. Remember, aging ain't for sissies. 